Hello everyone, this is Latasha Blanton from the Real South Africa Travel and Tourism. And you're gonna have the opportunity to travel with Phil Scott to... Sunny South Africa. You guys are gonna have the opportunity to come to Johannesburg and you guys are gonna be coming to Durban. And we're gonna set it up perfectly. It's gonna be like a luxury experience for you guys. At the same time, you're gonna be getting some culture. And of course, you're gonna get an opportunity to talk to Phil, hang out with Phil, and get his views on Africa and South Africa. You're also going to get an opportunity to explore the lifestyles here that are available in South Africa. And we're going to do all that for you in an amazing 10 days. We do hope that you go to the website and book because we do look forward to seeing you here. Absolutely. Our website is therealsouthafrica.com. Go there, scroll down. You'll see a picture of Phil and just go ahead and book there. So we'll see you here in what we like to call sunny, sunny South, South Africa. Africa. Well, if you think that the West ever left the African continent, you need to think twice. According to Julius Malema, they are here. They're very much here. They're here and they determine a lot of things and how we do them on the African continent. One, politics. Who you put in office, when you put them in office, how you put them in office, they decide what is a democratic cycle, they decide what's a fair and just election. They're very much here in business. How you do your business deals, multinationals, and who determine what gets what and how business is done. They're very much here. They're very much here in your natural resources. They're very much here in your leadership, in your governance, in your day-to-day -day life. And Julius Malema says it's time that Africans open their eyes to this new reality and start fighting back to reclaim the freedom they so hard fought for. The future is here. 50 and 50 years later, we know that we remain visitors in our own continent. We know that our resources benefit Euro-American than our own people. This is despite most African countries gaining independence from colonial rule since 1957. Massive, huge tracts of land, our mineral resources, our animals, our oceans are still owned and controlled by the colonial masters. There are no countries in the entire African continent that have gained full economic emancipation and independence. And this includes Ghana, which was the first to lead the road till to date. It can't claim that Africans in Ghana own the means of production. Hello there, how are you doing? Welcome to another episode of our conversations. My name is Ndero Ganga. I'm a business journalist by profession, a digital content creator, and I love coming on here and talking to you guys about black people, Africans, our empowerment, and how we can rise up and take our rightful place at the global stage. Today, I want us to talk about Julius Malema. He made a quick trip in Kenya and listen, when Julius goes somewhere, you just know that he's not going to hold back. We'll get into another video on the shots that he pulled in Kenyan leadership. But in this video, I want us to get into something very important that he touches about. First came slavery, then came colonialism, then came neocolonialism. And unfortunately, neocolonialism is so well disguised that you cannot see it if you're not looking for it or if you don't know what exactly to look for. It almost looks like we're your friends, we're your partners, we're helping you, we're walking in this journey of development together. We want the best for you. How can't you see this? We're the best thing that has happened to you ever since sliced bread. 
we are committed to ensuring that the African continent rises again. Why, why should Africa rise again if it wasn't for the history of colonization? We could have already risen, right? Um, we're your friend. We know what democracy looks like. We know what good election looks like. I mean, look at America. Look at America. Are, are they really are they really the hallmark of democracy and good elections? Look at the UK and now what's happening between Suella Braverman and Rishi Sunak. Are they really the hallmark of democracy and good leadership? But they will still tell us that they are. They know. Look at France. Look at what is currently happening in France. The riots that we're seeing in France, the racial prejudice and segregation that is going on in that country. Yet, if you don't know how to look for these things, they convince you that they're really good for you. And you unknowingly open your door to them. You open your door and you allow them in critical sectors, you allow them in politics, you allow them in social issues, you allow them in development. And I'll tell you what happened. You allow them in politics, then they infiltrate your politics and they begin changing it for you. And they can, they can switch up on you anytime. Let's take a look at Kenya, for example. American ambassador to Kenya, Meg Whitmer, just a couple of months ago said, Kenya's elections were free and fair and the whole world is impressed with Kenya's election. A week ago, by the time I'm recording this video, she's walked back on that statement and said, maybe saying Kenya's election was free and fair was a blunder. Do you see that? Do you, she's already walked back on it. When it comes to, again, politics, they decide who goes into office because it serves their interest. During the 2013 election, when Kenya was going into a general election, we were told choices have consequences, meaning they did not like the people that Kenyans were likely to put in office. That is that is the mild version of it. The real version of it is when they do not like the political leaders in office, then they do everything within their power to create political instability in that country so that it creates a vacuum and a new political leader can rise up. When it comes to social issues, only the West, and President Kagame has spoken about this, only the West know what morality is. Only they know what's good. Only they know what is human rights. They're the benchmark for all social issues. And where they are at is where they expect every other person to vibrate at that frequency. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter your race. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter the, the, the place that your country is at. I always say that America has first world problems. Africa has third world problems. There are things that currently America is aggressively pursuing and it's so important. But in Africa, we cannot afford that privilege. For example, abortion care and uh, the right to have an abortion is a big thing in America right now. But here, we're still talking about maternal mortality, right? And so the kind of attention and resources that is given to this topic in America cannot be given to the same topic in Africa because we're dealing with other issues unless we deal with maternal mortality and we ensure that women can safely give birth in hospitals then it just means that there's such a dysfunction in the healthcare system that even if you want abortion care then you cannot get the right care this is not to underscore the importance of pre-abortion and post-abortion care it's just to say that our systems are still 
at infancy stage and we need to build them up so we can focus on some of the issues that the western world has graduated and is now focusing on when we look at economics we don't even need to go into details with this la france afrique is an agreement that is out there in the open for everybody to see and everybody knows president macron has openly admitted it lying that they are working on changing some of these dynamics but nothing happens nothing actually happens it's been years of this agreement that just oppresses africans and and glorifies the west and ensures that they have access and privilege to natural resources that could be benefiting poor african countries not just any african country poor african countries but that doesn't happen why because you have been you have been tricked into thinking that they're your friends but in reality they are not they're parasites sucking you dry the future is here 50 and 50 years later we know that we remain visitors in our own continent we know that our resources benefit euro american that than our own people this is despite most african countries gaining independence from colonial rule since 1957 massive huge tracts of land our mineral resources, our animals, our oceans are still owned and controlled by the colonial masters. There are no countries in the entire African continent that have gained full economic emancipation and independence. And this includes Ghana, which was the first to lead the road till to date. It can't claim that Africans in Ghana own the means of production. In 2016 report titled The New Colonialism reveals that there are 101 British companies listed on the London Stock Exchange that control an identified 1.5 trillion US dollars worth of resources in Africa in just five commodities, oil, gold, diamond, coal, and platinum. This is a very conservative figure since it includes resources listed by only some companies many companies do not provide the figures of the resources they control and majority of these companies that do not tell us what they control and what they own in africa are found in drc because they are the ones who fuel the divisions in drc they are the ones who fuel the fight in drc and they are stealing the resources of drc because they know there is no proper accountability for such resources the war on one report on neocolonialism further illustrate that the fact that these 101 companies control and own the following key resources on our continent. 6.6 .6 billion barrels of oil currently worth 276 billion US dollars. They control 79.5 million ounces of gold worth 119 billion US dollars. They control 699.3 million currents of diamonds worth 134 billion of US dollars. 3.6 billion tons of coal worth 216 billion US dollars. 287 million ounces of platinum worth 305 billion US dollars. These are the numbers that reflect British neocolonialism in the African continent. I've not spoken about what 
French companies are doing. The Portuguese continue to play a significant role in the economy of Mozambique and Angola. The French continue to micromanage all the countries that were their colonies except the recent liberated zones of Mali and Burkina Faso. <laughs> Comrades, the French are brutal to a point that post-colonialism they still make certain African countries to pay colonial tax to France. The French are brutal because some of their former colonies, their reserve banks are still in France. They are not in control of their own economy, yet they claim to have an independence. We, as progressive Pan-Africanists, must fully associate with and support all revolutionary actions of fighters who are removing puppets of French imperialism from political office and power. Well, that's all I had for you in this episode of our conversations. My name is Ndira Ganga. You can connect with me on social media at Ndira Ganga on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much, guys, for watching. I always enjoy opening your DMs, going through the comment section, just hearing your thoughts and, and, and learning also from you because different people bring different perspectives to these conversations. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'll see you again next time. Give this video a thumbs up and comment down below what you think. Share it with a friend and I'll see you again next time.